The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Phil Golfie with Remax the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yeah, you're listening to 900 CHML. Great to have Phil back on the big stage here as Rob takes a bit of a break. I'm sure he's a busy guy, as you know. He is the man behind the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, Call the golfy team today. Again, 905-575-7700. Got some pretty good topics on the slate today, including affordability issues, which seems to be top of mind for everyone these days. But this comes uh, with a little bit of a different twist, pitting Oakville against Burlington. We'll explain in just a matter of minutes, but we'll begin with what we usually do here on the Golfy Show, recapping the real estate life that was for Mr. Phil Golfie. Yeah, it's been a it's been a busy couple weeks here. We I feel like we're we're in this last rush before Christmas, the last rush before the holidays. Anybody who who had a goal to buy this year or who's been thinking about moving or selling, this is kind of the last the last you know few weeks before we get into that holiday season. Um, and and you know when when it gets in late into December. Are, are it really really quiets down and and everyone looks toward toward the new year, but you know in looking back on you know most recently October was such a quiet month for real estate. We we you know we were in kind of a no man's land position. We were waiting for the next next interest rate announcement. Um, you know the phones were quiet. Uh, the showings were down when when looking at the stats from our from our appointment center, but when we got into November. It's like somebody shot us out of a rocket ship, and 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 the the market started to pick up. We had listings that you know were were long on the market, uh, you know weren't weren't getting showings for a while, and then all of a sudden we had two three showings in the same weekend, and there was a lot of inventory that started to move in November in comparison to October. I think I think October was the worst time to sell your house this year, or or the most difficult time. Uh, to sell your house. I, I tried to sell one of my properties in October and, and, um, you know, and I'm not just saying this because it was my personal property, but I thought I priced it right. I, I priced it competitively. It was a good product. And, and I, you know, I, I said it, I, I expected it to sell within two to three weeks and, and we, you know, we got one showing and, and that was it. Um, and amongst a lot of our listings, our team's listings, and looking back at that October market, it, w- it was slow and quiet. But but as we got into November, things started to pick up and uh, and and pick up really really quickly. And we can even see, you know, and just looking at the stats, a lot of the the prices um, took a little jump in comparison to uh, year over year from November 22 versus November 23. The one that sticks out the most, or the or the biggest jump would would uh you know obviously Flambro there's always you know those those massive swings mm-hmm. but Oakville Oakville was a was one and, and that's one we'll get to but in terms of just looking at our golfy team market watch the one that we send out to to everyone on a monthly report you know the 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 prices are are still strong and and still appreciating in some certain areas and 
in levels. Um, and even getting into, you know, certain areas of Hamilton that, that have jumped significantly and still see a really, really good, you know, market action and, and market appreciation. One thing that I wanted to get into, and I, and I know I talked to you about this off, off the top of the show, is when I got into this business, I got into it mid-2016. So 2016, I was able to get my feet wet, learn a little bit of the business, and then 2017 came in and, and the market just took off. And that's when, that was like, you know, the first introduction in, in, in terms of uh, multiple bidding wars and, and over asking and uh, very low inventory. And that's, <clears throat> that's the market that I, I learned in rate when I came into real estate. That's, that's, you know, that was like my first introduction into, into selling real estate. And, you know, what I remember most about that is, is I didn't have this huge, you know, massive track record like my dad and understanding these, these market swings and these price swings and, uh, you know, inventory levels and, and things like that. But when, when I, when I started to, to come out of that 2017 market, we obviously had that, you know, that government, uh, introduced those, you, you know, the 16 measures to cool the housing market, which included the, the foreign buyers tax, uh, included the, um, you know, the stress test. And there was, you know, a multitude of other, other, things that were implemented and then their number one strategy was was to cool the housing market and at the time it felt like prices fell right off a cliff and and they did right um you know and, and just looking at it I, I went back and looked at it the benchmark price um in in hamilton and niagara for detached uh, for for homes um for all homes was four hundred and fifty two thousand. okay the this price it took it took two years to make up to make up that number. So in March of 2019, the benchmark price was 450 thousand. I think we're in a similar position right now, where you know it's the end of 23, 2023. We we're we're looking back on the previous uh, market of 22, where we had a very similar style market: low inventory, multiple offers, low interest rates, um, and and there was you know a lot of the prices are, or there's a lot of consumers right now that are looking at what they paid for their house if they bought in 22 and, and are concerned about, you know, maybe they're underwater in a certain area or, or concerned about what's going to happen to prices in the future. So in, in, in comparing it back to that market of, of 2017, you know, it took us two years to make up that difference in terms of, in terms of that, that pricing. Who knows where we're going to be next year? I think next year is going to be be a big, big moving year in terms of prices, in terms of what's going to happen to our market. I think it's going to. It, 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 I I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen, but we will know when when you know when that spring market comes, if it takes off like it has in the past, or if the inventory climbs and the buyers the buyers aren't there. So I I. I truly believe that we're going to appreciate next year in terms of prices um, for a number of different factors. I, 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 you know, we can, we'll get into the interest rate announcement uh, recently, but I, I do think that there's going to be a, a more price appreciation. And I do think that if people are patient um, with their current house right now, and, and, and they will make up that number um, in terms of a price appreciation growth and will, will exceed past, uh, what they paid if they if they bought in that super hot market 
of 22. Phil, I'm glad you pointed out the price portion, the benchmark price portion of the Golfie Market Watch report, because while I looked at that, the one set of stats that jumped out to me was on the sales portion of it, because you mentioned a whisper quiet October. When you look at November 2023, the month that just passed by, compared to November 2022, in Ancaster, Dundas, Flamborough, Glanbrook, there is a difference, and Hamilton, sorry, uh, included in there too. There's a difference of six home sales, and that is on the plus side. Six more homes were sold last month compared to November of 2022, which speaks to me, especially after a very quiet October, that... Either October was rock bottom or November is a really big blip because who knows what December is going to hold. What what do you make of those numbers that were up six compared to the last time uh, during November? Yeah, just just from like the eye test and just from from my own own experiences, that's what I've been talking to people about a lot is, is October felt like it was this bottom of the barrel market. It felt like there wasn't a lot of activity. There wasn't a lot of showings coming up. We would we would list houses at really good prices and at, at you know very marketable homes in, in nice areas, and we weren't getting you know the action that we expected. So you know I would say yeah, October was bottom of the barrel for us, and I think it you know rock bottom. I don't know about that, but but it, it feels like we're starting to build that momentum and build that that ground, and I think you know. I think there's almost like a, a little bit of anxiety coming up for the spring for buyers. It's like, well, you know, if the, if, if the interest rates start to come down in the spring, which they will, you know, I, and we'll get to that again when we, when we talk about the, the interest rate announcement, um, when the interest rate rates come down in the spring, what's that going to do to the housing market? Is everybody going to come at once? Is the inventory going to be there to support the amount of buyers that all come into the marketplace at once? If it's not, housing prices are going to climb. And if you're a buyer right now and you've had a goal to buy this year or you're thinking of making a move, I think there's almost like that, you know, if I buy now, I, 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 I avoid that spring market and, and, you know, are we going to get into the, the multiple offers and the multiple bids again? So who knows what, what's going to happen this spring? I think, I think though, what we're talking about right now is the buyers today in today's market want to get in before the new year. And before we get into that spring market of next year to, to secure their spot. Just in the final minute, I was just looking at the sales stats again. If you drop <laughs> Burlington and Niagara Falls into that conversation I just had in terms of sales stats, November 2023 to November 2024, we're adding only two more sales year over year. It's almost identical November identical. to November. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes yeah. in this segment. I do want to ask you, when because you hearken back to 2017, um, we're not seeing as many, I guess, government initiatives in terms of trying to tamp down the market. The, the big conversation is we need more supply. What do you think that is going to do for the conversation heading into 2024? Yeah, I mean, supply, I, I, I've always said this. We were in a housing crisis at the beginning of this year. That crisis just hasn't gone away. The interest rates have risen and has brought the, the, brought the affordability down. But we, you know, we're still in a housing crisis. We still need more homes. We still need more supply. We still need more places for people to live. So, you know, those are almost two different separate conversations. The supply still isn't there. 
Um, but it's just there, there's an affordability issue that is directly correlated to the increasing and rising interest rates as it stands in today's market. Still to come, and Phil referenced this, the Bank of Canada standing pat on its interest rate. We'll talk about that and the impact it's going to have here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Phil Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team, the number one Remax team in Canada. Call them today at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. Check out the website at robgolfy.com. Awesome listings on robgolfy.com. And you can follow the Golfy team on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, X, and Threads. And for an instant home estimate, go online to golfyhomevalue.com. Again, that's golfyhomevalue.com. Before we get into interest rates, now we were talking about this in our previous segment, there was an interesting quote from the president of the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington when the November stats came out. And Nicholas Von Bredo said, quote, much of the recent growth in new listings has been driven by higher priced homes, creating buyer market conditions in the upper end of the market. What are you seeing with the upper end of the market here in Hamilton? Is it very active? Is it a buyer's kind of market when it comes to those higher priced homes? Yeah, big time. I mean, with those higher priced homes, you know, if they're carrying a large mortgage on it, a lot of the times it's those, those people have been significantly impacted even more by the, by the interest rate uh, hike. So, you know, it's it's a very difficult market to work in right now because it's it's you know it's very in terms of people that are looking for those style of homes or those high end homes. The market's not out there. They're still moving in certain areas in certain cases. Um, it's very property uh, specific, but it, 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 absolutely right. That quote is is bang on. We're seeing a lot of people in the high end market that are considering or have come to market with their property in, in, in today's market and and are, are trying to sell. So like I said, it's, it's directly correlated to the interest rates. Maybe it's these people that are looking at their, their renewal coming up and saying, you know, my, my, my mortgage payment jump, might jump four to $5,000 in some, some cases, right? If you, if you, you know, locked in at a rate of one and a half to 2% and your rate's gonna jump to six or seven, um, that's, that's an, an area of concern and, and that's a massive lifestyle change. And it's these people that are looking forward to that and, and saying, you know what, let's let's consider selling and, and uh, you know, reducing our, our, our expenses, our monthly expenses. So we, we see that a lot. Right. And I think there's we've seen such a drastic jump in, in these interest rates um, in a short period of time where where people are, are being forced to you know, make a decision in terms of what they want to do in, uh, with with their house and, and whether they want to stay in it and, and kind of you know, try and weather the storm or, or if they want to move on and find something more affordable. One more topic uh, when it comes to uh, the stats from November, and this is an interesting one too. It's out of the Toronto Region Real Estate Board, TREB, which uh, issued its stats for November. And it really uncovered an interesting scenario because Burlington, and Phil, you just bought a home in Burlington, Burlington and Oakville 
which, you know, many will say are, are almost the same kind of city in terms of, you know, the, the properties that are available. You know, there's obviously some differences here and there, but the average overall price of a home in Burlington dropped 10% in October, while in the same month in, in, in Oakville, uh, it went up 11%. Can you make heads or tails of what's happening? Yeah. It, I mean, on the surface, when I look at those stats, is Burlington has a, has a much larger condo market now in comparison to before. There's, there's a lot of new condos that, that have been built and developed that will drag that overall price down. Um, and, and, and especially in terms of the movement of those condos, there's, there's a ton of condo inventory in Burlington right now. Um, Oakville does have that too, but, but, but not as much in comparison. Um, but, but it's, it's interesting to see such a drastic difference in comparison to the two markets, um, where, where one has, you know, a double digit price appreciation growth and the other one is, is, is going the other way. But, but that's, that's what I can allude it to is, is, you know, in Burlington, if you, I think if you dive deeper into the stats and, and, and have more of a, you know, a micro analysis on it and start to look at the specific type of properties that are being sold when, um, that, that in regard to those stats, I would say that, that the condos in Burlington, there's, there's a lot more of them. The condo market is much wider and, and, and bigger and, and there's just more inventory of them. So if you have, you know, you know, uh, more, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar condo selling in comparison to a multi-million dollar home, that's just going to drag down your, your average price benchmark price point. Well, I'm happy to know that, um, you know, since you've moved to Burlington, the price did not drop just because you moved into town. So that's pretty good. <laughs> that's right. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's get into some really good news. And it came finally from the Bank of Canada holding its uh, key interest rate to 5%. And a lot of people were kind of worried given where the economy is or, or where it might be heading as to whether or not the central bank would drop the rate or, or increase the rate, I should say, one more time. But it's hold the line. We're still at 5%. Phil, what kind of impact do you think this is going to have? Are people going to just stand pat for a little while longer, hoping like heck that that rate comes down in 2024? Yeah, I, I would say this is the first sign of good news for the interest rate market. I think we've seen the bond markets come come way down, which is a sign that, that the interest rates eventually, you know, more so in the near future are going to start coming down. But I, I think this is the, the, the first, beginning of light at the end of the tunnel, the first sign of good news for people out there that are so engaged and observed by these interest rates, which we all have been. We talk about it every single day. Where are the rates going? What are they going to do? What are they announcing? So the first time, you know, the the, the tone was different uh, in, in, in regard to the most recent rate announcement, like as you said, where they held rates. I think that as we, you know, they, they highlighted and, and, you know, there's some speculation that our first rate drop will be in the spring of next year, sometime around March. And I think that, you know, combined with that, with the, with the spring market in terms of where we're going to go with houses, that's where I see this price appreciation growth coming during that time. I, I expect the next, the spring market coming up. And when I, when I allude to spring, I mean, you know, that February, March market, I think that market's going to take off. If you combine, you know, the, a lot of buyers that are going to be coming into the market, Combined with the interest rates dropping, I think it's it's a recipe for for you know this market to you know really really heat up. Um, but it's it's we you know we've all been so you know engaged and observed of these interest rates. It, it's like a 
it's like a you know they have such a uh, an effect on our overall housing market in terms of what we do our lifestyle our living and everything um and and you know we're so captivated by it right now and and i think like i said next year it's going to be really really interesting to see where these interest rates go how they do it when they do it and and the effect uh that it's going to have overall on our market do you think this is bigger or maybe better news for home sellers as opposed to home buyers? Or are they are they in the same bucket? I'm just envisioning someone who has wanted to sell their home, but they're looking at interest rates and they, they don't. There's not a lot of buyers out there, and they might press pause until the spring. Or is it buyers thinking, "Wow, now that rates are going to be going down, I mean, that's good news for me to get a more favorable mortgage rate." Or maybe they're both winners. Yeah, that's a really good question. Now. You know, if you're if you're buying and selling in the same market, it's it's all relative, mm-hmm. right? It's all you know, it, you, you know, it's a wish, and a, you know, it's all it's all together. Now, who this affects most is I think it, it it's it's you know the older population in terms of you know somebody who's been in their house for 50 years or somebody who's mortgage free on their house and and they're looking to downsize. I think this is who it affects most, and then the first time buyer, right? Those two people will be affected by the interest rate. The most, in, in my opinion, um, getting into the first-time buyer, the the first-time buyer had an or has an opportunity to get into the market when the prices are low. We always use that term. It was uh, date the rate and marry the house, right? And that and that was true. Is they can get in, they can get in. You know, the prices dropped, and they were able to get in for a much affordable value. Um, their their down payment would be a lot less in comparison to what it was last year. Um, their, their monthly cost might be a little bit more, but there, there was options for them to be able to, to get into like a two-year fixed mortgage rate and then, and then renew and hopefully they're renewing at a lesser value or a lesser rate to, to drop their monthly mortgage payment. So, so the first time home buyer will, is, is highly affected by these rates. If these rates drop and the prices appreciate at a rapid pace again, that it, it's going to really, really affect the first time home buyer. Now, when it comes to the older population, more so the baby boom population, this is their nest egg, right? This is they've 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 worked their whole life to pay off their house. They they're you know they're carrying a very low mortgage on their home. They have um, you know they're setting themselves up for the rest of their life in terms of retirement, in terms of you know the next phase that they're going into. Either they're going to go rent or they're going to go into a retirement home or buy a condo or or something like that. But there's there's going to be a big lifestyle change coming for for them um, in terms of downsizing and, and so on. So for them, this number in terms of interest rates will not affect them in terms of a monthly payment, but it'll affect the value of their home. And so what we've seen is we've seen you know somebody lives in a million dollar house, it, you know it, 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 it the 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 values maybe decrease fifty to a hundred thousand, but that's a big number for someone who has their entire retirement savings in their house. And and so we've seen those people in terms of that population want to wait and sell and, and, and sell when the when the prices come back up um, and, and appreciate to the levels that they were in 2022. So those those are the two main parties that I, I kind of pick out and, and I I think will will be affected mostly. But the families that are you know, going from a from a from a townhouse to a detached house because they need more space, and you know they have a growing family and so on. They're they're not affected as much because they're they're like I said, they're buying and selling and trading in the same market. But it's it's that first time home buyer who's looking to get into the market, and then it's that baby boom retiree, 
you know, market, the person that's looking to downsize or get out of the market, those are the two, the two pillars that will be affected most. And, and those are the two pillars that are, 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 are like I said, I, I use the word engaged and observant. Um, those are the two that are, are watching the interest rates the most, in, in my opinion. We've seen time and time again, anyone who uh, brings the golfy team onto their side to sell their home, they're going to get millions of eyeballs on their property. And that's what it's all about, getting the most amount of views uh, and clicks and, and house visits uh, and appointments as possible, because that is obviously going to create a lot of interest out there. To that end, and I know you just laid it out beautifully in, in terms of you know where you are in your life. Um, when it comes to prices, um, you and, and Rob have both said, listen, this February, March kind of market is going to be pretty hot. If rates don't go down before them and the anticipation is, listen, by April, maybe even May, there's going to be a rate drop. Is it more beneficial to still, if you're thinking about selling your home, put it on the market February and March as opposed to waiting for the rate to drop, which might entice more buyers onto the market? What do you think? Yeah, I, so, so here's, here's what happens and here's in terms of where that market, you know, derives from or, or gets, gets heated up. In my opinion, the, the, the inventory is always low in February and March, but the buyers are always there. Hmm. And so what happens is the, the, the people, the, the buyers are there, they're looking to set up their, their closings, you know, in the late spring, early summer. And when, when they come to the marketplace, the, the, you know, the buyers are there, but the inventory is low. So in regard to the interest rates, I, I think it's inevitable. The interest rates are coming down. I think, I think that's for certain. The interest rates will be coming down in March and uh, April. But I think if you, if you are considering selling, have your house ready to go on the market beginning to mid-February. And, and, and this will put you in a position to sell um, – and I, and, and I've having this conversation a lot lately, you don't want to compete against, you know, 10 or 15 other homes on the market at the same time. You want to be, you know, one of very few homes on the market in your neighborhood. And that's that strategy that we always share with our sellers of, of, of getting on the market, being on the market early. And, and there's always a window of, you know, two to three weeks every single year in terms of the best time to sell your house. And usually, historically, that window has been in you know mid mid February to late February to, to early to mid March. Always, and, and and for as long as I've been in real estate, that's always been the window that that we we have tried to to pinpoint and and how we we have advised our sellers to sell to to be able to get the most amount of money. And is that one of the main differences between? the market that we're in right now, you know, that close to the Christmas holiday season, as opposed to February, which is, you know, let's call a spade a spade, still very cold, still wintry, you know, not many homes on the market. The difference is in three months after February, I mean, people are going to be, you know, planning their summer vacations or, you know, it's the end of the spring market. They're yeah. getting ready to maybe change school districts like that. Those are huge factors, right? Yeah. Massive. They're all, they're all, they're all factors. And what I'm saying is, you know, I, when I highlight the, the, you know, or pinpoint this time of, of year of, of, you know, the most opportunistic time to sell, I'm not saying that the other times are bad, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, TD released a report stating that home prices can fall by another 10% next year. And, and some people have paid attention to that and said, well, you know, I don't want to be on the market next year because, you know, our, our, our you know, our value can, can fall by another 10%. But when we're, when we're in it and we're, we're you know, 
when we're working in it, you can kind of feel the waves of the market and, and where it's going and, and, you know, what's going on in it. My concern as well is what if everyone's waiting for February and March? Because historically that's always been the trend mm-hmm. and that's always when, when people have wanted to sell. So what if there's, you know, hundreds and thousands of people out there right now that are saying, you know what, I wish I sold this year, but I'm going to wait till February, March. And if everybody comes up at that same time in, in terms of, you know, listing their house and we see new listings jump by, you know, significant percentages and all of a sudden the buyers don't come. Well, guess what? We're, we're going to have too much inventory and prices are going to fall. I, there's that case. And, and I'm talking about, you know, talking out both sides of my mouth. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I think that with with the interest rates the the interest rates falling and coming down which which is expected and and everything points toward that direction and and the buyers that are, the buyers are still there and and they're sitting on the sidelines but they're but they're following the market closely. They're still there. The buyers will be back out. The listing inventory might not climb as much as we we expected or we think and and that's, you know, all these factors combined, you know, most importantly, the interest rates coming down will will look for a for a uh, a hot spring market. And a lot of people can't wait for that uh, reality to become a reality. When we come back, uh, if you are looking to put your home on the market, you might well not might you will definitely want to stay away from FSBO. We'll tell you why coming yeah. up here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on nine hundred CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or other represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Phil Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfy team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can also follow the Golfy team on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, X, Threads, TikTok, all the social media platforms out there. The Golfy team is dominating them. And if you have a question or topic idea for the Golfy team for future show, send them an email, questions at robgolfy.com. Again, that is questions at robgolfy.com. There is no question that if you are putting your house on the market, you want to stay away from FSBO, for sale by owner. Phil, it's a no-go zone. Yeah, I mean, we don't see this happen as much um, in our market. I, I think everyone looks for expert advice. Everyone looks for a trusted real estate advisor or trusted real estate agent to help them navigate and go through this process. Now, with that being said, there are still some people who who want to do it themselves and and try and sell the property on their own and go through these different platforms and, and navigate through this real estate market on their own. Um, you know, from, from my experience and, and I've talked to people who have do, done it in the past, it's, you know, the easiest part is, is putting your house up on the market, right? That's the, always the easiest part of every single real estate transaction is putting the sign on the lawn, putting it up on MLS, taking pictures and, and going through that, that scenario. And, and, you know, that's only 1% of the, the entire transaction and, and 
the least stressful part and the easiest part. <laughs> but when it comes to, you know, showings and um, going back and forth with other agents and, um, you know, working on offers and trying to generate interest and all those other little nuances in regard to the real estate transaction, that often leaves, you know, a, a, a for sale by owner in the dark, uh, leaves them with multiple questions in terms of where to go or who to turn to or how to do it. And, and that's, you know, that's what they, you know, why they hire a trusted real estate advisor to, to help them navigate through, through those processes. So, you know, we, we often, like I said before, we don't often see it on our market. We, we, we often see of people that, that want to work with a, a real estate advisor, a real estate agent to help them, you know, like I, we've said before, navigate through the biggest purchase or, you know, decision in their life. Um, and obviously they're, they're, you know, someone's biggest asset and, and helping them navigate through that, that situation. But, you know, with that being said, if, you know, on for sale by owners, we often see a lower sales price and we'll say, well, this is, you know, we'll, we'll see a recent sale uh, sold and we'll say, well, this is strange. This is a lot less than what they could have got on, on the open market. And, and it's because the, the seller would want to save money on the real estate commission and, but they're, but they're losing even more money on the on the sale of their home in terms of the 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 value um and and you know we usually see a really long selling process right where somebody has a a non-branded for sale by owner sign on they're sitting on their front lawn and, and it's often there for a really long time just because they're not getting the attention or the marketability that um you know the best agents offer in terms of attracting people from other markets attracting buyers from the gta um, putting it in front of their office and making sure that every agent in their office knows about it and, and then distributing it to their own database and their own buyers. So y if you don't have that marketability in that type of marketing strategy, you are going to struggle to sell your home on your own and you're going to sit on the market for, for, for a long period of time. And then oftentimes is if you don't know what you're doing or if you aren't prepared to do what you're doing, it's just going to lead to more stress. Um, the selling process as it is already is, is one of the most stressful things you can go through, um, you know, as, as a person, um, the move, we, we talked about the moving process, but even the selling process in terms of making that decision on, you know, do I take this offer? Do I sign it back? Um, you know, is this, is this the right offer for me? You know, what about navigating through conditions? We're in a market right now where we're seeing, you know, home inspection conditions, financing conditions, sale of property conditions, um, so all these different types of conditions that are, that are attached to these offers, especially in this market, honor the days where it's, you know, buying for the asking price over asking no, firm, no conditions, away you go, you know, wait for the closing date. But there's so many different layers and levels to a real estate transaction in today's market, which is if you don't know what you're doing or how to do it, it's, it's going to lead to frustration and stress. Um, and we've seen this a ton where, you know, even, even back in the days where there was, uh, the, the, the commission free brokerage platforms, um, you know, and the support wasn't there for them and, and for those people to be able to lean on their, their real estate agent and help them go through that, you know, offer process or selling process. So we, uh, you know, I highly recommend finding a professional and, and I've, I've always been a proponent of, of hiring a professional, whether it's for selling a house or, or doing, doing whatever, um, you know, I, I, I always believe in, in making sure that you hire the right person and, and, and doing that. So we, you know, like I said before, at the top of the segment, we don't see a lot of for sale by owners. 
Um, in our market today, we and we've seen the you know the commission-free brokerage platforms disappear, especially in this market, and uh, people are seeing the value even more of, of, of hiring a, a trusted real estate advisor. I want to ask one more question we, when we come back about FSBOs. Wait for it next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Phil Golfy, sales representative, Remax's Skirman Realty, the Golfy team, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. 905-575-7700. Back to FSBOs, for sale by owner. And Phil, you mentioned in the previous segment that we haven't seen a lot of them over the last little while. That wasn't the case, though, back, I don't know, four, five, six years ago. And yeah. we we saw a few. I mean, not it wasn't wasn't all over the place, but we no, they were noticeable at least. And yeah. they did they did a survey. They there, there was an institution that did a survey of a thousand home sellers who sold their homes by themselves in 2023 and last year. So very recently, and they admitted to as you mentioned, made less money. They faced more stress. They didn't really know what they were doing. It also found 43 percent said that buyers distrusted them because they didn't have an agent. They struggled to right. understand their contract and. Maybe more egregiously, they made legal mistakes because, again, they didn't use an agent. Now, are we seeing very few, if any, FSBOs because many of these people went through the process and they're hearing the stories of others who used agents who got 20, 50, 100,000 over asking because they used an agent. It was stress-free. They didn't make those legal mistakes. Yeah, like, I, we see, we, you know, we're on the exit of, of that, that crazy 2022 market where, you know, selling a house looked easy. Um, and there's a lot of people that jumped up and said, Oh, I'm just going to do it myself. But when we, in, in speaking to different, you know, oftentimes when somebody goes through those negative experiences, they, they, they call, you know, the, the most well-known, well-branded, well biggest team in the city. And that does. And so we often hear about these experiences. So the ones that you just highlighted, um, in terms of, you know, you know, that list that you just went through in terms of what people experienced from, from a negative experience, mm-hmm. we hear these stories all the time. And, and we, you know, there's a list of stories that I have of, of somebody, somebody having a poor experience, whether they, they wanted to work with a discount brokerage or they try to do it on themselves by themselves. And, and they had a very similar experience to what you just highlighted. So we, we hear about this all the time. Last topic today is uh, the pre-construction versus the, well, investing in an older property. There are certainly pros and cons for each side. Um, just uh, your, your thoughts on the, the pre-builds as opposed to those old and trusty and sturdy properties that people are investing in. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit biased. I've never bought a pre-construction um, in terms of my real estate investing career. I've always been attracted to the, the, you know, the, the older charm, the, the more developed neighborhoods, mm-hmm. the more, 
um, you know, and often, you know, the pre-construction new homes, they're often, right, they're very densely built in terms of a, uh, in terms of a style of home, often, you know, townhouse complexes or condos or things like that. Um, whereas, whereas I'm more attracted to like the, you know, the larger lots, the, the, the bigger homes, the, you know, the more mature neighborhoods. So that's, that's, that's been me in terms of my personal style of investing. I, I've always been one to want to go into the home and, and check it out and feel it and touch it and smell it, uh, before I invest in it. Whereas, you know, if you're investing into a pre-construction build, um, you're, you're most often just looking at a, a 3d photo and a, and a layout. Um, and it's, and, and then it, you're, you're, you're years away from, from it being built and developed. Whereas, um, you know, I want to, I want to hop into an investment and, and be able to hop out of it as well. Uh, if, if I, if, you know, I need to move on from it from, for, for whatever certain reason. Um, so I've, I've always been attracted to the old charming homes and neighborhoods. Um, and I haven't really done, you know, jumped into that pre-construction like, but that's, but that's not because it's not great or not, it's not, it's not good or, or, you know, not attractive or you're, you know, it's not, it's a bad investment, but it's just in terms of what, what I've always known in, in terms of that resale residential real estate. So I've always stuck to what I've known. But I do think there there are you know big opportunities with that that new construction, right? Often the houses that I buy, I have to go in and fix up and repair right away, and sometimes the repairs are much more than what I anticipated. <laughs> Whereas if you're buying a, a pre-construction, you know you're not going to have any repairs for the first three to five years, hopefully, um, and and everything's brand new. No one's been lived in it before. It's it's brand new. It's sparkling. It's clean, and and sometimes it can come with you know there's that allure, that attraction of the new area and new, new, um, you know, new development that the old charming neighborhood just doesn't have. Got about a minute. I wanted to ask you how the uh, Santa Claus parades went last weekend in Stony Creek and Grimsby. Oh, they're awesome. I mean, we, we love doing the Santa Claus parade. It's something that we started doing just a couple of years ago. We built a float. We love being in it. The, the Christmas spirit is alive and well. We actually got the Niagara on the Lake parade today, which I got a jet to uh, <laughs> right after this show. So we'll be down in Niagara on the Lake today, um, which which is awesome. But yeah, we love doing the parade. Grimsby was was one of our favorites for sure. It was packed right from Livingston all the way through downtown Grimsby. Wow. Uh, it's such a nice little community that uh, you know when you're you know when you're going through the old kind of charming downtown, it just adds to the ambiance of the of the christmas parade so we're always super excited to do to do these parades and you know people yelling golfy gets it sold and um <laughs> you know obviously it you know people see our branding and our advertising out there so it, it, it personalizes their, our brand a little bit more and it's nice to see everyone out in the community and and uh, supporting us it's another way that uh, the golfy team gives back to the community as well. Don't forget, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The Opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.